Digital Gonzo, episode 145, recorded Friday the 26th of July 2013, The Sound of Gonzo, Volume 9, Orchestral Video Game Music. Welcome back. This is our first Sound of Gonzo with more than one guest in attendance. It was simply too juicy a category for me to deny either of the fellows I have brought with me tonight. To my right is Mr. Matt Ramsey of Dork Tunes, and do try this at home. Hello. And to my left is James Batchelor of Gameburst and MCV magazine. Thank you very much for saving me a seat. You're very welcome. I would, I kind of didn't want to do this without either of you, so that's, that's why there's, uh, three tonight. We have each picked five pieces of music for you guys to lose yourself in tonight, and the requirement was that they had to originate from a video game, and that they had to be orchestral in nature, whether in their original form, or as performed later by an orchestra. So we're going to start out with my first choice, which is the map theme from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, composed by Nobu Uematsu, and this is from the Final Fantasy S Generation CD. This is uh, released way back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9, at least choice cuts from that, uh, played not in uh, synthesized computer music as in the games, but by an orchestra. One of a slew of sort of piano concertos sort of released around the Final Fantasy series, but... This is my absolute favourite version of one of my absolute favourite themes from the Final Fantasy games. And I haven't really been into this series for a long, long time, but this one song evokes many memories for me. I'm going to play it now, and picture yourself running around a tiny little blocky polygonal man with bright yellow chocobo hair on a great big vast rolling green field surrounded by mountains and hills and sudden random battles.
Okay. Beautiful. I've never heard that before. I, I didn't get that far into Final Fantasy VII, mm. so I've never heard that before. Yeah, but it's basically, um, I think it's like near the end of the first disc, maybe even the uh, beginning of the second disc, when you finally get out into the world, as with most Final Fantasy games, it sort of unlocks everything, and you, well, you, you're, you're on your way, and this is this, it finally gathers momentum, and, um, yeah, it's wonderful. For anyone who's actually played Final Fantasy VII, that will have brought back wonderful memories. Anyone who hasn't will be like, maybe I should have played it. That's what I love about, um, orchestral music, like, it kind of, it gives, Music from video games so much more scope. Mm. Like I, I imagine if I listened to like the uh, the original synthy horrible PS One version, it'd be nice, but it'd be like eh, okay, no, this could be better. That was I'm seeing rolling hills and eagles flying and giant cities and castles and loved it. Yeah, awesome, Matt. Did you did um, did you play Final Fantasy Seven at all? No. No, I did not know. Um, I don't do JRPGs. Um, however, I've listened to the music uh, because it's it's fantastic. I've li- there's there's various um, orchestral versions of it, and uh, I've I've listened to a bunch of those. Obviously, we've put several of them on on uh, Dort tunes. So, mm, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. it has no specific meaning to me, having not played the game. But I can't deny you cannot deny how good it is. It's yeah. very very good music indeed. So let's move on to another sweeping adventure epic, a uh, big favourite of many of our listeners. And uh, James Batchelor, your your mind and body find themselves unable to reject the <laughs> publisher of this particular series. Yes, indeed. Despite my many, many, like despite the fact that I know I really shouldn't like Nintendo anymore because I'm just paying for the same games over and over again, I can't deny that I enjoy them still. Um, this is the Legend of Zelda 25th Anniversary Medley. Um, the Zelda series has always had great music. I never truly appreciated how good it was until they did um, this. For the for the 25th anniversary back in 2011, they did a series of concerts uh, called the 25th Anniversary Symphony, and this was a special piece that they made that mashes together loads of different themes uh, to kind of celebrate the entirety of the series. Now, you got given a CD with uh, Skyward Sword when you bought that that had eight tracks from that concert. And truly, any of them sounds amazing, and any of them could have been good. I think I, it was suggested that I pick the the actual Zelda main theme, mm. but this one for me, and I know it's lengthier, eight minutes and eight. And you know, apologies, it's like the second. But it's length. varied as well. It's, it's, it's varied. Goes all, exactly. It's a medley. So, yeah. But that's what I love about it. it. It covers the entire scope and the entire all of the emotions of the Zelda series. You've got grand, majestic moments uh, like finding Zelda and the castle. You've got overworld themes like uh from spirit tracks and from uh from link to the past you've got a lot of they they play a very dramatic version of um dragon roost uh dragon roost island from wind waker and that kind of sums up kind of the exotic locations you find and also kind of the the big drama that you get like from some of the battles and some of the boss fights certainly by the end when they're playing the most dramatic version of the zelda theme i've ever heard Mm -hmm. you can't help but picture like if they ever made a lord of the Rings style movie of the zelda series this would be the soundtrack it just brings to mind epic battles high fantasy locations and glorious moments and I love it. Okay, so let's roll with this one. The Legend of Zelda 25th Anniversary Symphony Medley. Mm-hmm. 
Tell us about this next piece. Well, this is from uh, a game that I really didn't think anything of until right at the very last minute. Uh, it's from Fez, the uh, very well-received uh, indie game from Phil Fish. The only reason I really got interested at all was because I watched indie game the movie, uh, and, and everyone was raving about it, so I, I bought this. The soundtrack to that is, is very much a sort of chiptunes uh style to go along with the graphics and it's a great soundtrack i, I never finished the game I, I just didn't really grab me to be honest but the soundtrack to it was amazing and then this one uh is the orchestral version which is on the greatest video game music 2 album uh, from the london symphony orchestra philharmonic orchestra i, I apologize it, it just elevates it even further it's Adventure from the first soundtrack, and it's just a magnificent track. It's absolutely wonderful. I really wanted to like the game, and at first I did, but I just it didn't it didn't really I just didn't grab me. There was other things I was playing at the time, and it's kind of got forgotten about, to be honest. But the one thing that always stuck with me was the soundtrack because it's wonderful, it's absolutely glorious. Thank you. 
Okay, this next one is for me, and it's particularly relevant to the kind of weather we've got right now. This kind of, you know, especially in the evening light when this, when it's just beginning to cool off a little bit and you can look out on the sunset. It's uh, from the little-loved 2008 uh, version of Prince of Persia. And it's just sort of a, that that taste of that sort of... It's full of Eastern promise. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the main theme. It's called A Fight of Light and Darkness. It's a little bit like the Mummy soundtracks, the first it's two. very like the Mummy, isn't it? Okay, so the next one is... Oh, it's James again, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, my piece is from Journey. Uh, Journey, I, I was late Another to the Sandy one. Another Sandy one, keeping it Sandy. Um, I'm going to get a T-shirt that says that. I don't know what that even means. They sell them at the <laughs> beach. <laughs> um, I was late to the party with uh, PS3, but I did pick up Journey, and I thought it was absolutely incredible. For me, the most memorable part of it, because the rest of it is quite slow and tranquil and you're isolated, and there's no sense of movement apart from when you are yourself moving, um, the part that was most memorable was, uh, I think it's like the fourth or fifth chapter, where you're surfing on sand all the way through the level and down through this beautiful, glistening, golden valley. And this is the music, the road of trials. This is the music that goes over the top of it. It's just got that sense of sand, obviously. But, um, but don't also say sweeping, this, don't say epic. I'm not going to. It's just got this sense of kind of momentum. Don't say sense of. <laughs> it is resplendent of. <laughs> 
it's evocative of. Yeah, there you go. There we go. That's a ten-point word. No, that's a journalist right there. You can tell he's got way with words. It's evocative of momentum and progressing through your journey, but through a, a stunning landscape, and it's amazing. This is the Road of Trials by Austin Wintory. Thank you. 
The next one is from Matt again, and this is from a game that divided people right the way down the middle. You uh, either saw something really wonderful in it, or um, you you were completely nonplussed why everyone else saw something wonderful in it. Alan Wake, otherwise known as the battery-wasting game. Um, but from the sounds of the uh, little bits of the score that I remember I, I listened to earlier today just while I was putting this together, um, that may have actually been one of the highlights of the actual game itself. Matt, tell us why it's good. Well, the game itself um, was when I first got a uh, when I first thinking again 360. It was one of the games that everyone was was talking about. And everyone was or a lot of people were talking about it and saying they've been looking forward to it. It'd been around, yeah, in development for years, but it just. I wasn't interested. It wasn't something I was bothered about. Partly because it had been in development for so long, I thought it's probably not going to pan out to be that great. It's kind of horror themed, so it's not my thing. But then I bought a new, uh, new 360 to replace my my old one, which had which had died. And the choice of games that I could get was fairly limited in terms of what I hadn't played. It was basically Alan Wake or Final Fantasy 13. I thought, I know I won't like Final Fantasy 13. I'll give Alan Wake a try, and if I didn't like it, I'll sell it. I absolutely loved the game. It was, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and the the soundtrack, the score is, is is really very good indeed. It's a very good score, but it always took a bit of a backseat to the licensed music, which played at the end of each chapter because it was set up uh, episode effectively it was set up as a, like a TV show, and everyone was was uh, talking about the licensed tracks, and it kind of never really got talked about that much. But it's just a really, really well constructed score because it. it evokes the various uh, influences that the the game is evoking in terms of uh, Twin Peaks and, and you know, whatever it's talking about the, even The Shining kind of comes in a bit in terms of what the game design is about and the score evokes much the same sort of thing it's just really 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 good I really like the score it's just uh, it's just it's nice and varied but it's got those dark tones because obviously it's a, a game all about darkness and so there's, there's brightness in there's, there's, there's it's brightness Alan Wake's in Dark Place it is indeed, yeah, but not but not set in Romford. Um, it's not that dark, uh, but uh, it's got bright points to it. If you if you can use bright to describe music, but it's got that underlying darkness to it as well. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was uh, a really good soundtrack, really score. Well, okay, let's give Alan Wake's music one more go.
Okay, so this next game uh, is one that um, actually a lot of people uh, listening will, will have played, and uh, I'm putting in deliberately to evoke memories. When you first start out in a big, uh, huge adventure, uh, a lot of the music that you hear there is the part that sort of sticks in your head because you're absorbing, you're, you're, your brain's gone into sponge mode and you're hyper-absorbing the world and you're hyper-absorbing the music. That's why a lot of map music and, um, you know, starting area stuff really sinks in. It's Skyrim and it's called From Past to Present. And it's got that kind of, um, it, th- this music is so good, I actually stick it on my iPod when I just want to go to sleep and I need to focus my brain on something calming and ambient. And, um, the, yeah, the Elder Scrolls games are always great for that. I used to use um, Morrowind. Uh, yeah. If you've installed Morrowind, the music was split into three folders if you actually went in and explored the files. Mm. And there was an exploration folder. And that music, honestly, is such soothing, relaxing music that does evoke memories of when you're, you know, wandering the, you know, the, the, the wild yeah. land that is Morrowind. The fourth disc on the uh, four disc Super Duper Starship Trooper edition uh, is uh, actually just you know an hour and a bit of ambience, just you know the sound of being mm-hmm. out in the in the middle of Skyrim, and it's it, it's. Have you got the four disc edition? I do. Yeah. Have you got it signed by Jeremy Soule? I don't. It's digital. <laughs> I've got a physical copy signed by Jeremy Soule. <sighs> Swap it for my uh, blaster. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, you just blaster. lost yes. yourself a blaster. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, but yeah. No, 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 sorry, you said sorry, no. I've got to take your first answer first. I never expected you to offer that, of all things. I thought, it, yeah, your, your, your child, maybe, but uh, <laughs> not, your, not your blaster. We've already arranged that you're getting that hand solo blaster only when I die. You could literally pry it out of my cold when dead you hand. you die accidentally, I'm using air quotes at this point, because it will look like an accident. If I die under suspicious circumstances, there will be some sort of tribunal for it. Yeah. Anyway, Skyrim, from past <laughs> to present. And just as you go in here, just imagine emerging from that first dungeon to it, to, to find yourself in, once again, rolling mountains and a Nordic landscape. Oh, just let this thing take you away. Jeremy Soul, from past to present.
James, yours is the next one, and it's another Nintendo one. It is, um, but that's good. Nintendo creates genuinely great music. Um, Mario, not best known for his music, but this piece, honestly, if you haven't heard this already, you're in for a treat. Super Mario Galaxy, Gusty Garden Galaxy. Now, the Gusty Garden Galaxy level wasn't that memorable, it has to be said, but the music was so rousing that it, it almost it became the theme for Super Mario Galaxy. When they uh, announced Super Mario Galaxy 2, they played a little music from the new game, but then it kind of burst into a kind of a, another remix version of this tune. It's unlike anything you've heard in video games. I don't even know what else to say about it, apart from the fact that it is absolutely delightful to listen to. Was this one performed uh, by uh, the London Philharmonic? Yes, this is the uh, London Philharmonic Orchestra's version, uh, as played on the Greatest Video Game Music Ever album, uh, which came out a couple of years ago, and I'm really hoping for a third album this year. Um, if you listen to this, or the the original version, which was played on, I think it was actually called the Super Mario Galaxy Orchestra, mm-hmm. as conducted by Koji Kondo, either way, it's a great tune. Okay, so let's hear Super Mario Galaxy, Gusty Garden Galaxy.
you want to play Super Mario Galaxy now? Do it, do it. Do it now! Um, actually, let's continue along this vein because I've bunched these three together because they, they're sort of evocative of uh, a bygone age but sort of polished up and made new again. Uh, so this next one is Mario's arch enemy. It no, is. not Bowser, the other one. Uh, yes, this is um, Sonic the Hedgehog, the staff credits from the original Sonic the Hedgehog as played by Video Games Live. Um, this one actually is a well, the version I'm listening to. It's a live recording, so you've got a bit of cheering and, and the crowd. And you can, you can kind of hear... There'll be no popular. cheering on this show. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, for me, is a testament to how well music was written in that bygone era of 8-bit chiptunes. You only had a limited number of kind of sounds and the the different kind of instruments you could replicate with those chippy motherboardy technically bits that I don't actually understand and therefore I'm just stumbling over my words. The fact that when you listen to this, it sounds like you remember it. If you listen to like an orchestral version of the original Mario theme, just like the normal Mario theme, it's very clear that yes, this is Mario on an orchestra because it didn't sound anything like that when it was that horrible chip tuny NES version. But you listen to this, it's like, yeah, no, this is exactly how it used to sound, isn't it? But you go back and it's actually, no, it was all kind of um, very synthetic sounds made by the Mega Drive. That, for me, the fact that this stands up so well, but doesn't sound that distanced from its original recording, mm. makes this a wonderful, wonderful piece. I have a very soft spot for the Mega Drive sound processor. I'm considering doing a uh, Sound of Gonzo just on Mega Drive music, but oh, it'll so be the original be stuff. I mean, I, I don't. I, you know, Nintendo, fine boy that I am, I didn't even enjoy the. I didn't even enjoy the Sonic games back in the day. But I, even I have to admit, this was a. S- soundtrack. Another one I'm planning actually is that somebody on the forum, I won't name names, said uh, that until Final Fantasy VII came along, video game music wasn't all that. And the amount of like, what the hell that emerged from that. A lot of it was actually kept to Twitter because they didn't want to start a fight on the um, uh, forum. But uh, I'm going to do a Sound of Gonzo of everything up to 1997 and show that it was totally all that. (laughs) I think I think his point was more that the 
everything before that was limited by the the technology. Yeah, whereas no, yeah. I, I know what he meant. That makes it more impressive, I think. I mean, as much oh, as I love, but I don't, I don't I, think you were saying it was shit. I think you were saying no. that you know, the 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 fidelity of it, the the inherent quality of the music, not the the composition, but the uh, the reproduction was always limited because mm. of the technology. And it was well, Final when you're going to make a statement like that on the Gonzo forums, it's best to be more specific. <laughs> I don't agree, anyway. But you know, that, that's not the point. Um, but I think that's more what he was saying, rather than everything before that was always a bit crap. Because but then that, that's the thing. Like for me, so I don't get me wrong. I love I love orchestral music, and I love like okay. So things like the Bioshock soundtrack is very very easy to evoke that sense of fear and trepidation as you're going around the corridors with an orchestra because the you've got so many more tools musically to play with. Mm. When you're you know back in the days of the eight bit sixteen bit you know uh, uh, sound processors, you didn't have that. So any kind of emotion you could provoke, and you know, it was even more impressive than anything you can do with an orchestra now. That's yeah. why things like the original Sonic soundtrack was incredible. Let's hear it, shall we?
very, very good. That was good stuff. Oh, God, it's good. I will say again, James. And, yeah, another absolute classic from that era. This one's from Matt. Go. Uh, this is uh, the Tetris theme. It's called uh, Korobayaniki. It's a Russian folk song that's been uh, repurposed for the one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, the version I and arguably many the know. greatest game of all time, maybe sometimes. Uh, arguably, arguably, certainly one of. Uh, I'm not going to court such controversy to suggest it's the greatest. It's probably what I would have to put at the top of my greatest games of all time list, mm-hmm. just because of the amount of hours I've played it. It's just yeah. such a great game. The version I, I, I and many other people will know will be the Game Boy version, mm-hmm. which is horrendously uh, catchy. It's a, it's one of the greatest earworms ever perpetrated on people uh this is the orchestral version from the greatest video game music um uh, album i believe didn't you go and see the the live show of this james the first album is that correct no i didn't i only found out about it after the album had come out uh, um, okay i thought i I'm hoping to, to hear about more I, I didn't even know if they'd actually done performances i thought they'd just recorded the album um, no it was, it was it was a it was a, a concert at the royal albert hall and then yes. uh, they they basically recorded the album of it as well uh and I, I said this is volume three is then because absolutely be yeah that's a, that's a we'll, we'll have to do that one absolutely uh, outing podcast outing i think uh this is the, the orchestral version. It's magnificent. It's just a great bit of music performed sublimely. I love this so very, very much. It just makes me so cheerful listening to it. It's brilliant. Okay, I'm, I'm already whistling it. Let's go. Uh, this is the Tetris theme performed by the London Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Andrew Skeet.
Okay, right. This next one, we're back to me, and I've gone to another... I can't say sweeping, I can't say epic, I will simply say World of Warcraft. Originally, I picked the Stormwind theme, because for some reason, it was like I was, you know, handing over heroin to methadone addict, uh, ex-World of Warcraft uh, aficionados, um, junkies, if you will, and saying, hey, kids, remember Stormwind? But listening to it myself, I started to weaken and think, could could I maybe install it on my PC? I mean, I know it's got no graphics card at all to speak of, but maybe I could play World No, stop! <laughs> and so what I decided to do was to uh, go to the newest uh, installment of World of Warcraft, the fifth expansion, uh, Mists of Pandaria. And I've gone to the theme of that, Heart of Pandaria. And this is uh, the, uh, the title screen music. And it's Resplendent of Legend of Korra which won't mean much to you guys, but to a lot of our listeners, they'll be like, oh, okay, well, I'll be interested in this. So listen out for the wonderful stylings of this World of Warcraft blended with Chinese instruments and themes. And just imagine sweeping mountains with Kung Fu pandas. It's all about the sweeping and the mountains, this it episode, is. isn't it? Mountains okay. and orchestral music, it just goes together so well. That's why the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings soundtracks are so incredible. Yeah.
Never let it be said, folks, that we don't bring you epic on these shows. <laughs> That's one of the words we can't say because we use it and do it so much. I don't know, I think you can use it once. I think that's, that's the time we've used it, unless you want to save it for the next one, of course. This next one is epic. <laughs> can we just start playing hyperbole bingo? <laughs> you just do what you like in the privacy of your own home, mate. I don't <laughs> At this point, we were going to play the Metal Gear Solid theme, as heard on the Greatest Video Game Music album, performed by the London Philharmonic. However, after much debate, it transpired that the original synth version, composed and performed by Harry Gregson Williams, beat out all available live performance tracks. Video Games Live did an excellent one, but that is unavailable, and it has never been professionally recorded. So instead we'll save that for an all-synth show, and here are Matt Ramsey's words on his alternate choice. Splinter Cell Conviction was released to great critical and commercial success, and became one of my favourite games of this generation. Conviction perfectly blended the tactical stealth of the original games with the tactical action of Rainbow Six Vegas, and the considered planning and punishing rewards of both. The soundtrack was a dark, subtle accompaniment to the darkness-based stealth of the game, but also includes some excellent tracks in their own right, including a version of the superb Building Steam with a Grain of Salt by DJ Shadow, and this the main theme. This version is once again from the Greatest Video Games Music album, performed by the London Philharmonic.
If you want to hear the GVGM version of the MGS2 theme, it's available on iTunes, Amazon and YouTube. Or you could take this opportunity to join the Backstage Gonzo Club. This is a treasure trove of deleted material and re-releases for die-hard Gonzo fans who want to hear all the raw material that doesn't make the final cut. You can currently access David Hartrick's Lost Nightfall and No Man's Land monologues from the Batman graphic novels show, the rambling tangents we went on during the making of The Killing Joke, and several classic Digital Cowboys episodes including How to Start a Podcast. All that and I will occasionally put in podcasts several days early so you guys can get a preview screening. Simply contact me with your email address and I'll give you access to the folder. We're looking into making this part of the main Gonzo site so keep an eye out for extra info. And of course Backstage Gonzo now includes a file with all of our discussion during this episode's recording that took place during the music itself including a debate about the relative merits of the various versions of the brilliant Metal Gear Solid theme. The next one is James again. It is. Um, now, so we got five choices each for this this show, and when it came down to my fifth one, I was having difficulty. There were so many other Nintendo ones I could have picked, or other fantasy ones, and I kind of wanted a bit more variety. Like, I, I, I tempted by um, Chrono Trigger, when you pre-ordered the DS version, it came with a soundtrack CD that, that gave you two orchestral clips of medleys of, of tunes from the, the game. And I was tempted by that, but it sounded too similar to the Zelda one. And I was looking through all the orchestral video game music I've got, and I just stumbled upon this track. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, this, I'm going to pick this because it's moving for a kind of different, uh, different reason. This is Medal of Honor. Um, this is the Medal of Honor suite from the first album of Video Games Live. And for me, it, it has a tone that we do not explore enough in video games. And I don't even think, I've not played Medal of Honor. I'll get this right clear. I've not played the, the original Medal of Honor. I've only played, I think it's like Airborne or whichever one was on v- Heroes 2 or whichever one was on Wii. Um, and I never heard anything like this in, in that game. This really, it, it's dripping with the, the underlying tragedy of war. It sounds like it's honoring the heroic dead and kind of bringing to mind like the amount of people lost in war, the, the stakes of war. It's not your glorified, let's blow shit up, hoo-yah, call of duty stuff. It is, yeah, war is a serious, serious, depressing business. And this track evokes it. And no game has. I'm, I want a war game, even a World War II game, that is more reminiscent of something like Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan that actually is it's more about kind of what was lost rather than what was won.
Okay, so the second to last one is is the third of our military trilogy that we're playing for you now, and uh, it's another favourite. Uh, Matt, this one's yours. Go for it. Uh, yeah, this is um, from Halo Three, uh, which is uh, which has a, a score composed as do the the other main Halo games by um, Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore, and they are all magnificent they're all wonderful this is uh, the one that, that appeared again on the greatest video game music album uh, it's called One Final Effort this will be familiar to anyone that's played pretty much any Halo game it's one of the sort of almost the theme of, of the Halo games that, that gets repurposed and, and rejigged and, and recomposed for for I think all of the games thus far uh, I'm not going to go into which other uh, tracks from which of the games because it's in all of I think it's even in um, Halo Wars even uh, it's uh, it's called One Final Effort. It, the the clue is in the title, really. It's right towards the end of the game. It's a big, big section, huge, impressive gameplay-wise, and this incredible bit of music just underscores it all wonderfully. Uh, it, it's magnificent. Okay, so is it the uh, One Final Effort Greatest Video Games music version? Yes. Okay.
Okay, and to finish off, uh, I, I might add that uh, I have gone back to all the previous um, Sound of Gonzo episodes and added the track lists. I always kept them off because it was like, ooh, it's like a, a mystery box. What are you going to get? But then when you go back, you're like, hang on, which episode did I do that one in? I can't remember anymore. And also, you know, what, now that I've got quite a library built up, you kind of, you want, I want to be able to allow people to browse through and go, oh, I like that one. That one looks good. That one looks good. Rather than presenting them with 10 mystery boxes. <laughs> that way, uh, it's, it's a bit more sort of upfront. So yeah, you can now go back and check out what is available and, uh, cherry pick to your liking. Uh, and this final one. We're going to go back to Final Fantasy VII again, and it's back to the S Generation uh, soundtrack. Which, by the way, I honestly recommend people get hold of if you've uh, if you're a fan of seven, eight, and nine. It's some wonderful little arrangements on that. I say wonderful little, wonderful big arrangements. And uh, this is this is a piece of music that will, uh, if you've played through Final Fantasy VII, immediately grab you by the heart and not let go. If you haven't it will possibly evoke some emotion in you nonetheless. Because it's just that powerful a piece of music. It's Aerith's theme, or Aerith's theme. It was this and the uh, main map theme that were the first two I thought of when uh, we were deciding to do an orchestral one, because I couldn't think of, I couldn't dream of doing this without uh, including this one. So, we're going to finish on this. Thank you very much to my guests, Mr. Matt Ramsey. Thank you. And Mr. James Batchelor. Thank you. Nobu Oematsu, take it away. <laughs> 